Hi, this is Selena from the South Brunswick Public Library, and this is The Alchemy of Genres. The subject for this podcast is books that could or should be movies or shows. We could call, I slip and call them TV shows because I'm old, but when I say shows, I'm series. I could, it means Netflix, Hulu, Showtime, whatever. All of those included. This is the YA version. I did the adult version previous, and uh, I will be publishing both of these at the same time, so you can pick and choose which you want to listen to, or listen to both. It's all good. But I decided to separate them because they it was A, too big of a list, and B, they were both very different lists, and so I thought I'd focus and um, get them into categories that made sense to allow for the most um, listening and um, if you're watch watching reading the um, blog that goes with this then viewing pleasure that way I guess. So we will start with um, a single book called Why I Fight by J. Adams Oaks and I really think this would be an amazing movie to explore. Um, Wyatt as a 12 and a half year old he's huge and strong and he's taken in by his uncle spade when his house burns down it's been six years he's been trained by his uncle and is now um a quote-unquote professional fighter underground he's about to turn legally an adult but he's been under his uncle's protection for a while and he does all these illegal fights and that's how he earns money and his uncle also randomly has girlfriends who help um, finance things. So Wyatt is starting to think about his life and what direction he wants to take it. Why does he fight? What does he get out of it? What What is the purpose of it? And, and who is he? And it's just a really um, dark and meaty look at someone who's grown up around violence and and being taken advantage of and exploring and finding what they want and what their power is and and um making a life for themselves it's it's really an amazing book and i i definitely recommend the book to anybody um but that it would make a really cool movie as well um one of my favorites that no one wanted to read but me and so sadly um you, you can still find it at a library but not at our library um at least not right now that i can find it was tales of the Mad Men underground by john's john barnes i think the reason a lot of people didn't like it is because it didn't have a great cover and it didn't sound amazing but to me it's one of my all-time favorite books. It's just such an amazing story. It's set in 1973. Main character is Carl Schumacher. Schumacher? I'm not sure. Um, the Mad Men Underground is what this group therapy group, these kids that are in mandatory group therapy call themselves. It's the 70s they were tagged at various parts of their lives and decided that they were problems, they had issues, they needed to talk to each other. So they keep getting pulled out of class and, and put into this group together. So they've formed bonds, they've 
made themselves into their own peer group and their understanding and acknowledging the different issues that each of them have as well as the fact that they're adolescents and the adults don't always want to hear or understand the issues that are underlying them like if I have issues with anger maybe it's because of the history of abuse at my house not because I'm an angry awful evil person so that's I think one of the reasons it works being said in the 70s is the lack of, of knowledge and the preconceived notion of you're just a broken person and you need to fix yourself that used to happen all the time still happens sometimes but not as much so the main focus of this story is that Carl has decided it's his senior year of high school. He is going to let go of the Mad Men Underground and he is going to be normal, all caps. But normal is kind of hard when you and all of your friends don't fit whatever that normal label is. And... Carl has two jobs, a dead father, an alcohol-addicted, and untrustworthy mother. And so being, quote-unquote, like everyone else is a bit challenging for him. And also, when his friends have issues and problems, they have always looked to him as a, as a, a leader, as a helper. And he, while he wants to have a normal life and find a girlfriend and try to explore what his life could be like after high school, he is not willing to leave his friends behind and or leave them stranded if they need him, which again pulls him back in to some of the things he was trying to get away from. I love the exploration of uh, finding your tribe. I love the exploration of these dark themes that so many adults don't want their teens to read about and yet they experience them every day. So there is a method that I, there's just a piece of culture that wants to hide and keep everything in the dark. And I'm a firm believer that um, the, the monsters that live in the dark um, cannot live exposed to the light. And so if you can find people who understand the things you've gone through and if you find the the therapists and friends and your tribe then you can be your own version of normal because let's face it normal is overrated but anyway this book explores all of those themes and but being said in the 70s it's got the elements of thing how things used to be which allow us as the reader or watching this in a movie form would allow us to then ex understand how far we've come in in the understanding of, of um, all of the forms of mental illness. But some of it's not mental illness. Some of it's just home situations and life and anxiety and, you know, all of the different issues that can face a person and some of them that are not their fault but they're only reacting to the external circumstances they're exposed to and so tales of the Mad Men underground is an amazing book and you should get it read it um and i i bought 
our copy from the book sale because I loved it and wanted to give it a good home. Um, but you should definitely explore it. And if it was made into a movie, I would definitely take a field trip with a bunch of kids and be like, let's go watch this movie. Unless it was badly done, in which case then I would just cry. Um, the Uglies series by Scott Westerfeld. I heard a rumor that maybe it's being made into a series. It just kind of screams high I should be. So I'm not surprised, but I'm not sure. It's just a rumor. But basically the premise is that when you turn 16, you go and get an operation and it magically takes you from a repellent ugly to a stunning, beautiful person. And if as a pretty... You literally live in a different world. You live in a world full of technology. You live in these perfect palace kind of things. You get all the things. You get to be all the things. And you will never contact anyone from the ugly normal world again because it's not allowed. Tally, who's the main character, she can't wait to be a pretty but her best friend, Shay, isn't sure, and so she runs away, and she doesn't want any part of this. And this is the turning point of the novel, because this is when Tally finds out that some parts of the world are really ugly. It's not about perception of beauty, it's about true ugliness and power. Because the authorities give her a choice. Find her friend and turn her in for her betrayal of the way the world works, and and they will fix her or she will never be beautiful she will stay ugly forever and she'll never get the operation and so she has to make this choice and the scott does this great exploration of the nature of of beauty and the nature of power in this series and so it's really interesting and lots of levels and lots of danger running so, yeah, it's a fun one. I think that would be a good... I, I don't know if it should be a movie. It could be a movie, maybe a multi-part movie. But I'm kind of a fan of, if you're going to have something with lots of character exploration, make it a series. You get more time and more ability to explore a character fully than you do in a two-hour movie. That's just the facts. Um, a definite movie that I would love to see is Aristotle and Dante Discover the... Secrets of the Universe by Benjamin Alira Sayens. And I'm sure I pronounced that very badly. I'm sorry. Um, Aristotle is an angry teen with a brother in prison. Dante is Mr. Know-it-all. And he has an unusual way of looking at the world. They meet at the pool. They seem to have nothing in common. But they find themselves building a friendship that neither of them expect. And it might be building into something more is this possible it you know and also the changes that this friendship make on both of them and as they explore the nature of their friendship and maybe more they um the, the changes continue to ripple and like dominoes things start rolling so it's just such a beautiful story um Saiyans does an amazing job and i fell in love with these characters and would love to see what they look like on screen and being portrayed and seeing this beautiful sort of loving story of of friendship and love yeah that would be awesome another one that would be really really cool is stupid fast by jeff herbach felton reinston 
Rinstein, Rinston, not sure. Felton is a character that I fell in love with. I just really wanted to adopt him and take him home and hug him and tell him it would be okay. He's a funny and amazing character and Herbach does such good character building. The idea of the book that would make this amazing series is that Felton has been um, bullied his whole life for being um, just tiny and and weird and no one likes him so he just is just not wanted anywhere but he's he gets good at running because it's the only way to get away from the bullies and then he weirdly has a growth spurt and suddenly it, he's huge but he's still fast because he's always running and it takes a while to click that he's now bigger than his bullies and he's faster than his bullies and suddenly the coach on the football team which is like oh the be all end all of being a jock is a football guy and it's the top of the heap and they want him on the team because he could be an asset and they could win the championship and da 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 and and he's interested but he's also scared because as his life changes like he went from being the bottom of the heap to the top of the heap but all of his friends are still the same friends that he made when he was running away from everybody and also how do you make friends with people who used to beat you up all the time and why can't you just let it go and and who is he now as a person is he one of those jocks can he be a different kind of jock can he still be himself and weird and quirky and fun and be a jock. I just liked the layered parts of this because there's so many times you portray the athletically inclined as less than and it's like an either or. You can either be smart or athletic and it's not true. You can be both and the fact that uh, Felton is struggling with trying to figure out his life in general, but also how to adapt to these changing circumstances and how does that change his life and who he sees himself as as a person. It's really well done. And I just, I, I so want to reach through the book and hug him. And so if they got a good person to be the main actor for this in a series, it would be awe-inspiring and I would watch it every week. And I would get everybody to watch it with me because I just feel like that could be so awesome. Especially if they kept Herbach's um, character uh, building and um, basic blocks of who these characters are. I think that you could build something that would be stunning. Uh, another one that would be really fun to watch is I Hunt Killers. This It's a series. You could just make the first one as a movie. You could make all of them as a movie. There's three of them. Um, Barry Liga is the first book is Jazz, who is the son of a serial killer who just, his dad just wants him to be like him someday. And Jazz really just wants to not be that way. And so he, but he's been raised by his father, which is very awkward and weird in his head sometimes and you get to see that in the book so I don't know how you would do that in a movie but it, I'm sure they could find a way to have like a voice running through his head but Jazz just wants to be a good person and he does not want to be a serial killer and he's kind of scared about any of the any of the any things that might give him 
a chance or an option to be a serial killer like what if this happens when this happens then that does and that automatically means that I'm going to be a serial killer when I grow up and he's just really trying to fight against this which is harder than you think because his default guardian now that his father's in jail is his crazy grandmother who raised his father and is part of the reason his father is the way he is so it's he's got layers of things and now someone is killing people exactly the way his father used to kill them and so everyone of course thinks it's him because like father like son and he is trying to frantically figure out who is doing the killing because he knows it's not him but he has a really good way of getting inside a killer's head thanks to dear old dad it, the books were amazing and i think if they made a movie or a tv show out of this it would be equally amazing so Hello, Hollywood, or wherever you are. You should look into this one, because it's really good. A series that I would love to see, but I'm pretty sure no one will ever do, is the Tortal series, or the Becca Cooper series, which is kind of related to the Tortal series, all by Tamora Pierce. Uh, Tortal is a magical land. Um, it's basically, you know, your generic fantasy idea. There's magic, there's people, and, and stuff. But you've got various series that Pierce wrote. So there's the Lioness books with Alana, there's the Immortals books with Dana, there's all sorts of different books where you meet characters and explore the world in depth. Um, Circle of Magic is another series where these uh, people with weird wild magics are exploring what they can do and, and finding their powers. And it's just really well done, all of them. Um, I think it could be a really fun series if you allowed all of these characters to grow and develop because they're all interconnected in various ways um becca cooper is a prequel kind of to the tortal books because she takes place hundreds of years before um these other things were established but she is kind of her own character in her own way and and i just think it could be really interesting to explore this young girl with a little bit of magic and uh, a passion for justice and to do the right thing i i just think that's just begging to be done um but i don't know that it ever will be because pierce isn't like the top of everyone's lips and not everybody likes her books i really do they're not high literature but they are fun to read and they're just really interesting and um take you away from everything they're great escape books so there you have it um a good romance book that could be a really cool romantic teen adventure is perfect chemistry by simone elkeles i think this is just begging to be a traditional or a, just a netflix movie because i thought it was going to be just like a typical a plus b equals c romance but i really like the way elkalis handled it you've got Brittany, the perfect girl who maybe isn't as perfect as everyone thinks and maybe her life isn't the way everybody thinks and you've got alex the bad boy who really isn't bad and also people don't really know him they just make judgments based on the fact that he's of latino descent and he comes from the wrong side of the tracks and and all of those kind of things so you've got these two people who everyone thinks they know because they put them into these boxes and they are now forced to be lab partners and of course sparks fly and i'm not spoiling anything to tell you that you know romance happens but 
it's the way they get there and the and the the pulling down of the self-made and also uh cubicle sort of circumstances that the world likes to put you in you are this way you will always be this way and you are that way and will always be that way and as the two of them get to know each other better they just learn that they're human and they can be more than a label and I kind of liked that um a fun book that would make a really fun movie is called Born Confused by Tanuja Desai Hidir Dimple is 17 and she's trying to find balance between life as an American because she was born here and a good Indian daughter because she is first generation and her parents want her to be the perfect Indian daughter. She is heavily pushed, suggested, to meet a suitable boy and they have found one for her to look into and maybe be um, thinking about marriage someday. And she agrees to meet him, but is determined to not like him. To really, I'm going to hate him because my parents think he's suitable for all these particular reasons. And then she meets him, and he is, as they say, suitably unsuitable. He is not what his parents think he is or her parents think he is, just as she is not what her parents think she is and his parents think she is. So it's literally this exploration of all the games that you can play um, as a first-generation immigrant and trying to be everything your parents want you to be, trying to be everything you want to be, trying to explore what is expected of you versus what you want out of life, and and the balancing act all of that entails. And so I think that this would be an amazing story to put to a movie, and I'm surprised it hasn't been already, truthfully. Um a book I found that I was surprised to find out they had republished and changed the name of. Um, I found it as Boy Nobody, but now it's been changed to I Am the Weapon. And it is the Unknown Assassin series. But I, I, so I'm like, oh, okay. So if you go looking for Boy Nobody, you find a German version, not the one that I have here in the library. Very weird. So I'm going to have to go and buy another copy so that I have the one with the correct title now. So the Unknown Assassin series is um, really interesting. It's been done with teenage assassins, but this one really tackled it in a believable fashion. He calls himself Boy Nobody because he's always the new kid. He shows up in a new town and goes to high school under a new name. He never stays long, just long enough to make a few friends and to make sure that one of those friends dies a natural death but this assignment is different he's assigned to the mayor of new york and uh, new york city rather and he reminds him of his father and the daughter is a complete surprise unlike anyone he's ever met and so due to the fact that this man reminds him of his father he starts to experience memory replays and some of the um brainwashing starts to unravel and he starts to question some things that he's done and why he's doing them and what is the point. But he knows he's being watched and he knows this is dangerous and he isn't sure that he wants to be this person they're turning him into, but he doesn't know if he can ever be the boy he used to be either. So it's this really great exploration, not of 
the act of a teenage assassin, but what that would actually do to a person to be a teenage assassin and to be brainwashed and and just have no life because it's been taken from you. Um, and then trying to find a way to get it back. I really think that could be a amazing um, TV series to explore or a really cool movie if they wanted but it's a trilogy so it'd be really hard to make into a particular one movie um one that could be a single movie is Codename Verity by Elizabeth Wine I love this book so much it's weird that I like it because it's historical fiction and but I just I adore it it was just so well done it is October 11th, 1943. A British spy plane crashes in Nazi-occupied France. Its pilot and passenger are best friends. One of the girls has a chance at survival, and the other can only struggle to survive day to day, having been captured by the Gestapo. This story is her confession, her history of being friends with Maddie, and how she ended up in this prison. Um, and, and her existence and what she does to survive and what she's living through. Uh, she expects to die, and you see that, but she can't help herself but struggle to stay alive. And it's amazing and so well done and so gut-wrenching because uh, Wine based it on real stories of real people um, while completely fictionalizing everything. So you have the dichotomy of the this British female spy and this British female pilot and they're both going through their excuse me, they're both going through their own struggles and trying to find um each other and a way to freedom. Although Verity has definitely decided that there is no way out of this and she just wants to do the best she can for as long as she can and um, and and hopefully die a good death. It, it's heart-wrenching, but so well done. And they should definitely make a movie of that one. That would be amazing. Um, a sports book that I did not expect to like. But then again, it's Andrew Smith. And I've already said before, I read anything by Andrew Smith. I love him. Winger. Ryan is a 14-year-old junior at a boarding school for rich kids. He is not rich. He is rooming in the dorm for troublemakers with the biggest bully on the rugby team because he also plays rugby. That's why he's called winger as a position on the rugby team. He is also madly in love with his friend Annie who treats him like a kid because she is 17 and he is 14. And while they are both juniors, that's a big jump and that's a big difference. And, and, and he is really struggling to be himself and also be who he thinks he should be. Um, you get to explore why he's in, in the troublemaker dorm. You get to uh, explore what is happening with the bully on the rugby team. You get to explore the love story, if there will ever be one, between him and Annie it, there's just and then of course there's the big plot twist that happens and makes you cry so there's just so many things in this story that I loved and there's a sequel behind it so they could make this into a really really cool movie and if it does well they could do a sequel and I think it would be great and um 
and one that would be a fun movie that it just reminds me the book reminds me of all those really bad but awesome horror movies from the 50s it's called grasshopper jungle it's another andrew smith as i said it's basically the end of the world an accidental virus has unleashed a thing that is turning people into giant praying mantis things who go around eating other people and just making havoc everywhere so it's silly but it's also some character studies of survival and the people who are trying to survive and how does this virus get unleashed and is there a way to fight it and what can they do it's just fun i think it would be an excellent cartoon because you could totally have fun it would be on the older side because it was written for older teens um because there's some frank discussions that might not happen when you're 12 but definitely happen when you're 17 and you think the end of the world is coming and these giant praying mantises are eating people so yeah there's some fun and silly moments but there's also some serious moments and i really enjoyed this and i think it would make an amazing like anime cartoony kind of movie that would be awesome. The Iron Fae series by Julie Kagawa is, it's fairies, so I'm going to love it. But it's done well. Um, the idea, you know, the fae are allergic to or affected by iron. But maybe there is a new court coming up that is not allergic to iron. Maybe iron is okay. Um, basically... We've got a fantastical world of dangerous fairies, wicked princes, and one half-human girl who discovers her entire life is a lie. And, you know, you can be half-human means you can touch iron and still do magic. Ooh. So, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's romantic. There's a lot of suspense. There's a lot of discovery. There's lots of magic. This would be just awesome to see as a series. Um, Debbie Harry Sings in French by Megan Brothers, I think would be a, an amazing movie. Um, Johnny is a regular guy. He's a punk kid. He like, like, and I mean that in the sense that he likes punk music and dresses that way. And he has the black nail polish and all of this. And then one day he hears Debbie Harry singing in French and he becomes obsessed and he doesn't just want to look at Debbie Harry and listen to Debbie Harry. He wants to be Debbie Harry. But here's the thing. He's not gay. He just really likes the idea of perhaps putting on some women's clothes and dancing around. But that doesn't make him gay, does it? And one of the things I loved about this that I think would make translate into a movie really well is that he ha his girlfriend is completely supportive of his exploration of his um, gender identity, uh, of his exploration of trying on clothes and dressing up and singing in a, in a karaoke bar like Debbie Harry, and yet loving him for being himself and and allowing him the freedom to explore all of the parts of himself and still love him. I think that's really a mature thing for a couple of high school kids to do. And I hope that there are some high school kids that are like that. I think there are. And I think it would be an amazing movie to watch and to explore the fact that 
your gender and your sexuality and your self-expression are all parts of yourself, but that they are not the only parts of yourself and they don't define you or they can confine you, but they don't define you. And so that's why I think that would be an amazing movie. And yeah, I don't know that anybody will ever make it, but I would love if they did. Um, the Curse Workers series, I think would make a fun series because it's, um, it's by Holly Black and it's set in New Jersey. So yeah. Um, Cassell comes from a family of con artists and grifters his whole life. He's aware of the art of the con and all about, um, crime in all of its forms. Strange dreams make him start to question everything about his life and, the assumption that he is um, a killer because he is aware and feels guilt because he's been told that he killed his best friend when he was young and it has defined his entire life. And But these dreams are really strange and they seem to be telling him other things and he is trying to make sense of all of it. Um, the, just the idea of the curse workers, I, a universe where magic is outlawed and therefore goes underground. And instead of it being a magic, it's a curse. And it just mirrors that idea of, you know, when prohibition made alcohol illegal and the way it went underground and forced so many people into criminal lifestyles based on the means and the, and the ways <clears throat> excuse me, of, of achieving their goals. This one explores, you know, you're born into this. You, you're born with a magical ability, but it's illegal and you can't use it, but you need to learn to use it. You also need to be careful about using it. So there's just so many ways to play with this that I think it would be an amazing series and, and it could be really fun to watch. Um, Keys to the Kingdom series by Garth Nix is a well-known favorite of mine. I have always loved it. The audiobooks are amazing. The books are amazing. Um, and it should be definitely a, a series of some kind. Basic idea. Seven days. Seven keys. Seven virtues. Seven sins. One mysterious house is the doorway to a very mysterious world where one boy is about to venture and unlock a number of fantastical secrets. Everything comes down to him. It's that just following him along on these adventures and the to the house and the days and the powers and the will and the word and yeah all of it i will take all of it let's let's listen um a book that was published kind of aimed sort of at teens but also not aimed at teens because it was a self-published book on amazon with um, their Kindle Unlimited series is the Familiar and the Mage series. It's a very gentle book, so it definitely could work with the teens. Um, I think actually the teens would enjoy reading it um, uh, maybe a little better, but I enjoyed it, and so you can read it either way. But ban Bannon was looking for an adventure the day he ran away from home. What he wasn't expecting was to be yanked into a portal and transport head halfway around the world he definitely wasn't expecting to be magically bound as a familiar to a mage in training. Rena's magic is strange and different and everyone tells her that she obviously did something wrong when summoning her familiar and she needs to break her bond and try again. But Bannon is worried and not sure that's a good idea. 
Rena's magic is amazing and strong, but her body is so weak. She needs protection and help and maybe a human familiar to take care of her. There's a gentle love story. There's um, a lot of interesting uh, magical things happening. And, and it's just a whole new different story than I had ever heard. So I thought, I think this would um, definitely be a fun thing. Unfortunately, you have to get it through um, Amazon or Kindle Unlimited. I can't buy a copy. I tried. Um, Whale Talk is an older, older book, but it's really good. Chris Crutcher. Um, TJ Jones hates the blatant preferential treatment that jocks receive at his high school and the reverence paid to the varsity letterman. When he sees a member of the wrestling team threatening an underclassman, TJ decides he's had enough. He recruits some of the biggest misfits at Cutter High to form a swim team. They may not have very much talent, but the all-night mermen prove to be way more than TJ anticipated. And as the unlikely athletes move closer to their goal, these new friends might learn that the journey is worth more than the reward. I really love this book. It explores um, expectations. It explores racial relations. It explores... Um, disabilities and the ability to um, com compete as equals amongst um, high school students. It also explores jock culture and the expectations placed on them. So, and a lot of it is in the power structure of the high school. So I love this book for all of those reasons and I think it would make an amazing movie and, and they should definitely make it. The Illuminate Files series by Kaufman and Kristoff is another one that would totally make an amazing series. And the books are fantastic. Um, Katie thought breaking up with Ezra was the worst thing she'd ever been through. That was before her planet was invaded. Now with enemy fire raining down on them, Katie and Ezra are forced to fight their way into one of the evacuating crafts with an enemy warship in hot pursuit. But the warship could be the least of their problems. A deadly plague has broken out and is mutating with terrifying results. The fleet's AI, which should be protecting them, may actually be their biggest threat, and nobody in charge will say what's really going on. As Katie plunges into a web of data hacking to get to the truth, it's clear only one person can help her bring it all to light. Ezra. Told through hacked documents, emails, schematics, military files, IMs, medical reports, interviews, and more, the book is, and series is truly amazing, and I can totally see how they could turn this into a movie of epic proportions, or a show of almost epic proportions, but I think, honestly, it would make an amazing movie series. It's a trilogy. Just go. Make this. Turn this into something, and, and I will watch it with all of my friends and people that aren't my friends just because I'll drag them off the street and be like watch this movie uh, Au Revoir Crazy European Chick by Joe Schreiber would is a romantic comedy movie that I need to have in my life so the story is that it's prom night and Perry just wants to stick to his own plan and finally play a much anticipated gig with his band in the Big Apple but when his mother makes him take Gobija Zaksukas, their quiet, geeky Lithuanian exchange student, to the prom, he never expects that his ordinary high school guy life will soon turn on its head. 
Perry finds that Gobi is on a mission, and Perry has no other choice but to go along for a reckless ride through Manhattan's concrete grid with a trained assassin in Dad's Red Jag. It's such a fun book, and would be such a cool movie. Just throwing everything on its head, epic issues, funny moments, a little bit of romance. It's it's awesome, and so good and I want to watch this movie and it, but in the meanwhile feel free to borrow the book honestly we have it at the library and the sequel Perry's Killer Playlist also good Keisha's House by Helen Frost Keisha has found a safe place to live and other kids gravitate to her house when they just can't make it on their own the story is told in poems but it seems like it would be an amazing movie telling the story of seven teens and how they overcome life's difficulties and find their place in the world I think this could be just one of those movies of the week kind of thing that everyone watches and goes, yeah, man, that's deep. But it has to be really well done or it'd be terrible. The book is a really quick read because it's in poetry format. It's so well done and it made me cry. So, yeah. One that no one expects me to enjoy, and I didn't expect to be quite as funny, was called Suicide Notes by Michael Thomas Ford. It's a sympathetic and surprisingly funny book that I think would be an equally surprising and sympathetic movie. 15-year-old um, Jeff wakes up on New Year's Day to find himself in the hospital, specifically the psych ward. Despite the bandages on his wrists, he's positive that this is all a mistake. He is perfectly fine, perfectly normal, not like any of the other kids in this hospital, and he does not need to be here. But over the next 45 days, Jeff will come to terms with why he's here, what led him here, and where to go from here. This is mostly some focused on him, but it does bring in his family, brings in all the people that he's surrounded with in the hospital. It's a little bit of self-exploration. It's a little bit of um, acknowledgement of differences in family and life. It, just a, a really good story that would make a really good movie. So, yeah, if you make movies, get on that right now. The Lotus War series by Jay Kristoff is a dystopian steampunk world with a flavor of Japan. So, yeah, I'm, I think that says it all right there. It's an amazing story that would make an amazing series. And um, I've talked about it before, so I'm going to keep it light because it's just there's so many elements packed in here. The only thing that might worry me is because it's a dystopian steampunk Japanese story somebody would eliminate a few of the elements to make the stories a little more simple and not so complicated and possibly ruin the whole thing because Hollywood loves to do that this is too complicated people aren't that smart just leave it it's awesome leave it people are that smart give them a chance but we'll see I, I just I think I would love to watch it on a screen not just in my head but there you go another one you should definitely check out um ranger's apprentice series by john flanagan i am surprised beyond all belief that this was never made into anything rangers are feared by everyone because of their dark cloaks and their shadowy ways but now like it or not will has been chosen as a ranger's apprentice what he doesn't realize is that rangers are the protectors of the kingdom they are highly trained in the skills of battle and surveillance they fight the battles before the battles reach the people they're spies and as Will is about to learn, there is a very large battle brewing. So we get to follow Will on his journey 
from apprentice to master. I believe he has started a new series. Well, I know he has started a few new series. I haven't really gotten into the new ones, but I need to um, because I am obsessed with the series. I love it so much. And just following the adventures that he gets himself into, how smart he is, how innovative he is. And I would love to see this in a series on a, on a show on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. I think it would be so much fun to watch. Unless they were terrible at it, in which case then maybe not. The Throne of Glass series by Sarah Moss is another one that would make an amazing movie or series. Um, basically, the story is that it's a land without magic where the king rules with an iron hand. An assassin is summoned to the castle. She comes not to kill the king, but to win her freedom. If she can defeat 23 killers, thieves, and warriors in a competition, she is released from prison and she will serve as the king's champion. Her name is Selina Sardothian. The crown prince will provoke her, the captain of the guard will protect her, but something evil dwells in the castle of glass, and it's there to kill. When her competitors start dying one by one, Selina's fight for freedom becomes a fight for survival, and a desperate quest to root out the evil before it destroys her world. That's the first book. There are many, many more books as she's exploring what happens, where it's coming from, the nature of her um, person and her hatred for those who put her in prison and how she got to prison. There's just so many layers that it would make an amazing series. And it really should be. Um, Binti series by Nettie Okorafor. Um, her name is Binti. She's the first of the Himba people ever to be offered a place at Umza University, the finest institution of higher learning in the galaxy. But to accept the offer will mean giving up her place in her family to travel between the stars among strangers who do not share her ways or respect her customs. Knowledge comes at a cost, one that Binti is willing to pay, but her journey will not be easy. The world she seeks to enter has long warred with the Medus, and they are an alien race that has become the stuff of nightmares. Umza University has wronged the Medus, and Binti's stellar travel will bring her within their deadly reach. If Binti hopes to survive the legacy of a war not of her making, she will need both the gifts of her people and the wisdom enshrined within the university itself. But first, she has to make it there alive. And then they have the second and the third book, which explores her at university and coming into her powers, and then the third one goes further into her um, culture and her powers and where, where she goes from here. So good. Love this. Should be a movie. Should be a TV show. Should be something. Yeah. All of those things. Um, the Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Meyer. An interesting mashup of fairy tale and sci-fi uh, with titles like Cinder, Scarlet, Cress, Winter, Stars Above, and Fairest. You can definitely see the um, fairy tales in there, but they're interconnected um, with a theme that works of uh, war and deception and betrayal between the Earth and Mars and uh, other alien creatures. So you've got this really cool mashup of traditional sci-fi and traditional fairy tales. And Myers puts everything on its end and plays in the sandbox, putting everything together in a whole new way. Really good. And I'm really surprised nobody's made a movie or a TV show out of these, because you really should. Um, 
The Prince and the Dressmaker is a graphic novel by Jen Wang. Jen Wong? I'm not sure which way it is. I think it's Wong. Um, but either way, Prince Sebastian is looking for a bride. Or rather, his parents are looking for one for him. Sebastian is busy hiding his secret life from everyone. At night, he puts on daring dresses and takes Paris by storms as the famous Lady Cristalia, the hottest fashion icon in the world capital of fashion. Sebastian's secret weapon and best friend is the brilliant dressmaker Francis, one of only two people who know the truth. Sometimes this boy wears dresses. But Francis dreams of greatness, and being someone's secret weapon means being a secret. Forever. How long can Francis defer her dreams to protect a friend? So it's the story of the two of them, and their different journeys, and their different wishes, and their different wants. And I just loved the uh, non-binary expression of his ability to um, fight through the expectations of what royalty encompasses. And um, Frances, for her acceptance and willingness to befriend and be a part of his secret life, is a really sweet story. It definitely should be a movie somewhere. It's amazing. And somebody needs to make this a movie. Um, the Princess Jellyfish series by Akiko Higashimura is another one that's really good. And it might already be an anime. I don't know. But somebody should make it into something. Tsukimi has a strange fascination with jellyfish. She resides in um, Amami Zukan, a safe haven for girl geeks who have, have a variety of obsessions with things. A chance meeting at a pet shop has Tsukimi crossing paths with something all the girls try to avoid, a beautiful girl. But this girl is different, and this meeting begins a time of change and a bit of romance, maybe. Because the girl isn't a girl. She's a boy dressed as a girl and... There's a triangle going between the boy who dresses as a girl and likes her and his brother, who is a politician and also likes her, but only when she's dressed up and doesn't look like herself. It, 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 I love the exploration of all the facets of human sexuality, the facets of human nature, and just this really sweet love story at the bottom of it. So it's a really good... Um, and uh, it's a really good manga, and it should totally be an anime or a movie or a something. And if it is already, then my apologies. I have to go find it, I guess. Let me know. Email me at teens at sbpl.info. Another one that I would love to watch as a movie is Card Turner by Lewis Sacker. This is one that not a lot of people know about. This is a really sweet story, and more of you should read, like, right now. The summer after junior year of high school looks bleak for Alton Richards. His girlfriend has dumped him, he has no money and no job, and his parents are insisting that he drive his great-uncle Lester, who is old, blind, very sick, and very rich, to his bridge club four times a week and be a card-turner. But Alton's parents aren't the only ones trying to worm their way into Lester Trapp's good graces for purposes of his inheritance. Alton soon finds himself intrigued by his uncle, by the game of bridge, and especially by the pretty and shy Tony Castaneda as he struggles to find out what it all means and ultimately figure out the meaning of his own life and this pretty girl in this family that his family hates. So there's so many layers. There's a little bit of exploration of a card game that I don't even know anything about, but I, it's really about 
um, getting to know the elderly in your family and finding um, a purpose and a life and connections that you didn't expect to find. And I love this story so much. It made me cry, but in a great way. And, and you should definitely read it. It does not get enough readers. It deserves more. The Misfits would be an amazing series by James Howe. You follow a group of outcasts who have banded together to face down the perils of pre-adolescence. And now that they're all in seventh grade, they are determined to change their reputations, answer and stand up to their bullies, and maybe remind people that labels are for food, not for people. I love these. Each of the misfits gets their own book, so I think it would easily translate into character studies for each of the characters and story arcs and reasons for them behaving the way they do. And I think it could be a really amazing thing. And also, you don't get a lot of middle school uh, series that feature uh, an out gay character whose parents don't really care. And they, it's not a problem about who he likes. They, that's not He has other issues, but that's not one of them. And I like that it's just a fact about him. And it's, it's just left that way. It would be an amazing series. Somebody needs to do that. Like, now. Um, Reality Boy by A.S. King. Um, King explores the desperate reality of a former child star from a reality show. And he is struggling to break free from his anger and the reputation given to him from this reality show that he was in 12 years ago when he was five. So he's got a lot of rage issues. He's got a, a reputation and he's got a lot of funny stories that don't feel funny because he was in it. And obviously, if you weren't in it, you were just watching it. You only know part of the story. And um, it really takes a hard look at what reality TV is like from the inside and from the other side. And I just think this is this high time to make a movie like this because um, it, it really explores a lot of depth and, and should be explored. Um, especially for all the, the people throwing little kids up on TV and, and they turn into things and then their life continues, but everybody remembers them as that little tiny tot that did that cute thing that's kind of weird or funny or obsessive and that's what defines them forever that's just sad um so yeah i think we should have this movie out but in the meanwhile find the book and read it it's really good the female of the species by minda Mc mindy mcginnis is a movie that would be phenomenal Alex Kraft knows how to kill someone, and she doesn't feel bad about it. Three years ago, when her older sister Anna was murdered and the killer walked free, Alex uncaged the language she knows best, the language of violence. While her own crime goes unpunished, Alex knows she can't be trusted among other people. Not with Jack, the star athlete who really wants to know her better, but still feels guilty over the role he played the night Anna's body was discovered. And not for PK, the preacher's kid, with a defiant streak who befriends Alex while they volunteer at an animal shelter. Not anyone. As their senior year unfolds, Alex's darker nature breaks out, setting these three teens on a collision course that will change their lives forever. You don't see a lot of movies exploring the female serial killer. You don't see the females um, inciting violence 
And I'm not saying she is a serial killer. I'm just saying she could be because she feels that in herself. She could just kill people and not care. And I, I just think this could be a fascinating movie. You don't see it from a female perspective often. It's usually assumed that it's always the men who are killers and the women who are just passive and quiet and whatever. So, I, But I also like that she starts on this journey as a way to um, revenge her sister's death. And the that implosion and that horrible thing that happened has had lasting effects on everyone in the story. And that's all explored. And I just think it could be a really amazing movie. Um, so, and last but definitely not least is The Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel by Michael Scott. This would be a series of epic proportions. Um, the truth. Nicolas Flamel was born in Paris on September 28, 1330. The legend. Nicolas Flamel discovered the secret of eternal life. Records show that he died in 1418, but he lives because he has been making the elixir of life for centuries. The secret of eternal life is hidden within the book he protects, the book of Abraham the Mage. It's the most powerful book that has ever existed, and in the wrong hands it will destroy the world. And some people want it for just that purpose. Humankind won't know what's happening until it's too late, and if the prophecy is right, Sophie and Josh Newman are the only ones with the power to save the world. I love the series. I love Sophie and Josh learning about the magical world around them and exploring it and their own discovery of powers and abilities. It's just a fascinating series with exploration of historical characters and historical places, but from a modern context or adding some magical elements. And you get to explore so many um, gods and goddesses of so many different um, types. It, it's so fun and fascinating. I don't know how Michael Scott wrote this, these books. And I just think that it could be sort of like American Gods in its exploration of things but with teens instead of um, adults and maybe scaled down a little on the sex and violence side. But, you know, there's still going to be some because they're still running from people who want to destroy the world. So there's going to be a little bit of that. Um, anyway, that was the YA list of books that should be or could be movies and series, and you need to read them right away and... Um, send out into the universe your deep thoughts on why this should be a thing that is made into something. And hopefully it won't be terrible because there are so many terrible movies of really good books that I can't even get into them. They're just, it's sad and heartbreaking when it happens. But it is what it is. So, um, I hope you've enjoyed this. You can reach me at davidson at sbpl.info or at teens at sbpl.info. So either of those emails work. Send me suggestions. Send me your ideas. And uh, let me know if you've read any of these books and if you enjoyed them. Thanks for listening. Support your local library. Read books. Enjoy life. And I will talk to you later. Bye.